Hey guys, welcome to Unpopular Opinions with Heather. I'm Heather Kelt Scott. And this week, uh, I want to, uh, you know, talk about something that's uh, seasonal. So we're getting into the holiday season. It's going to be Thanksgiving this week. But you know what else it's the season for? College applications. Uh, yes, parents across the country are dealing with the college application process. If you are um, like my family, we have a, a senior in high school and are in the middle of it now. And uh, I want to talk about a, a topic that is uh, is controversial and a bit unpopular, the idea of free college. And to do that, I'm, I've invited my, uh, my friend of the show, husband Matt, to have a parent's conversation about the idea of free college um, infused with all of the, the knowledge he has from you know, knowing a lot about the history and politics surrounding um, the ideas like free college. So listen, enjoy, and please try to ignore the frequent crunching that you hear, which is our dog eating pistachio nuts, uh, which sounded not very loud when we were recording, but sounds much, much louder when you listen back. All right, welcome husband, Matt. Well, thank you. That's little podcast. It's been so yeah, long. It's been so long. You know, we live in the same house, but people don't invest, invite me anymore to be on their podcast. Well, I just invited you back, so. Yeah, because I talk about MRAPs and. Yes, nobody wants to hear. About <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today we're going to talk about something I think I think people are interested in, and you know the um, the last episode I did was about the Buy Nothing Project, which, as you know, is that. Um, Facebook-based community group that we started um, a chapter of here where you, you know, share for free, share things that you don't want to use anymore right. or services you have like with your neighbors. Um, it's a great community builder and a good way to maximize the use of stuff. Um, so I don't think anyone that listened to that was probably like, I hate that. Idea. Right. Right. Um, however, today I want to talk about the idea of free college which is thrown around like more like a slogan than a policy proposal, mm -hmm. but it's thrown around a lot now. Mm -hmm. And I uh, wanted to start by getting your thoughts on what does that even like mean to you when you hear somebody say there should be free college? Well, uh, we don't talk about free high school, do we? No, we don't. We don't. Right. And so, I mean, at some point, um, you know, High school was not a public good. High school was uh, generally just private. Um, and then, you know, our society evolved to the point where people realized they need to have a high school education. So that became a, a public good um, because if you have a public that is uneducated and unemployable, um, then it's a detriment to all of us. So to me, free college at this point is something that makes a lot of sense. Um, so it was like an evolution, right? Yeah, so. sort of like an evolution. I mean, you know, people, I mean, not everyone in America obviously goes to college. Majority of people don't apparently uh, get a four-year degree. But, you know, if you listen to politicians, uh, uh, national politicians speak, they often talk about, oh, people need to educate themselves. That's the only way that, that they're going to be able to, to, you know, raise themselves up from, from working at Walmart, um, you know, you hear a lot of politicians say like, oh, go learn to code, you know, like 
education is going to be your only yeah. way out. I mean, really? Is that really everyone's <laughs> only way out? Learning to code? I I don't necessarily agree with them, but uh, that that's the 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 phrase you often hear them say, um, implying that you know the only way that uh, people are going to change their economic uh, position in life is through education, which you know, we all learn to a certain extent, but it's basically saying like, look, the onus is upon the individual to educate themselves and to get a better job. Well, and so I did look up some stats before our discussion and they totally support the idea of an evolution. Like in the 1800s, public education was, was mostly like elementary school age. And in 1890, so at the end of that decade, only 7% of teenagers were enrolled in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, but by 1930, it was 32%. And, you know, that's largely attributed to, like, the changing economy. Right. And it's also, I mean, so the 1890s, you're looking at the end of the Gilded Age with huge economic disparities, just like we have now. And then by the time the 1930s have rolled around, you're looking at the end of the progressive era. And so people uh, realize that, you know, we need to help everyone in this country, not just the incredibly wealthy. So, um, and, and apparently... The United States was like ahead of the rest of the world on this. So um, it was the one developed nation that um, for most of the 20th century was trying to uh, expand high, the high school education availability mm -hmm. for everybody. Mm -hmm. And in like Europe, for example, then um, they didn't do that like in in Europe. And like we know from like even from like my mom's family. In Germany, like you know, most most kids only go to school till, you know, until the, only went to school right. know, for a certain part of the 1900s until, you know, maybe you were 14 mm -hmm. or 15, and then like the high school experience was reserved for people that were supposed to go further than that, like go to college. Right. And that was like the way most of Europe handled like right. that level of education, but the United States made an effort to make high school education accessible to everybody, regardless of your economic status or like whether you as like a, a kid that age were planning to get further education from there. Right, right. And, and in Europe, at least my understanding is that, you know, they have a much, um, they, they have tracks much earlier than we do here, right? So they decide that, you know, you're gonna be someone who probably should go into a trade, right? You can be a mechanic. And like I'm thinking of Germany at least, which is you know biggest country in Europe. Um, and then if you if they decide that you're going to be on that track where you're going to be a mechanic or you're going to be um, you know any other sort of what we would consider blue collar skill over here, then you are able to to train in that uh, uh, particular craft, and then you can actually like live and have a decent standard of living there without having to necessarily need to go and get a four year liberal arts degree and i think in this country we don't set it up so that if you you know if you want to be a mechanic we don't make it very easy uh yeah. to, well, to, to make a living so it's right it's super it's hard to do here and like you know since trends here tend to tend to make their way over to europe on a you know yeah. a slow pace like it's just going to get harder over there too don't you think um yeah but these are these are political decisions, right? I mean, it's the 
so much in this country we deserve to say, well, you know, college is so expensive now. It's just the way it is, it's just the, the market. Well, no, these are all political decisions that we've made. All um, right. Well, so so maybe the our society's evolved where like it would be better for people to get more education beyond mm-hmm. high school. But what is free like what is the idea of free college mean? Like what exactly is free? Where are people going? Well, if we if we uh, look at like Bernie Sanders' plan, right? He wasn't saying that all college would be free. He said that you know all public universities would be tuition free, right? So if you go to Rutgers, you don't pay tuition. The state covers the tuition. If you go to UCLA, the state pays the tuition. Well, um, and, and states did pay the majority of yeah they did tuition in state schools until I don't know maybe it was like. The 70s or early 80s? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Who was president in the 80s? <laughs> in the early 80s. Hmm. But I did. I looked up some stats on that too, and uh, in where in California. I yeah, think? and before he was president, what was he governor of? California. California. So Reagan, <laughs> Reagan famously decided that like you know too much public education was not was too much. Let me rephrase this. He decided that. In California, um, amongst other reasons, they loved to cut taxes. He loved to cut taxes. And he also did, politically decided that, you know, all these kids going to college and getting these liberal arts degrees and becoming um, too educated and they become, uh, they, they question the system too much. And so he decided that not everyone should go to college. And he, so he cut, massively cut the funding that goes to the California um, state public schools and the tuitions went up and up and up. Yeah, and, and so average, <clears throat> uh, and this is not just California, but average spent on uh, a four-year public college today, um, and this is, you know, all all in, not just tuition, is 25,000 a year. Yeah. And in 1980, it was 9,400. Yeah. A year, so it's like 260% growth. I mean, yep. way, That's all in, right? That's not. Yeah, all in, like, but way outpacing yeah. inflation. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, that's I think one of the reasons that people who are in, in favor of free college say that they you know, they would support that. Not even so much that they would support what free college because yeah. it's so it's not because they necessarily think it has to be free, but it's just like it's so expensive. Like, yeah. what are your alternatives? Like, right, twenty five thousand dollars a year for most most families. That's like a ton of money. It's an absurd. Absurd expense. And yeah, so that's that, a public college, right? So right, that's like, a proportion yeah, everything. A private college, like a private university, and uh, you know, and in this, we probably know too much about this, right? We're parents of like one kid in college, mm-hmm. another kid looking at, at schools right now, and you know, a private university tuition alone is going to be you know fifty to seventy thousand dollars. Right. And these are all political decisions. Where 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 does our oldest child go? The one that's in college right now. Where does he go? We sent him. We didn't send him, but it's his choice. But he goes to school in Canada because it, it's it's markedly <coughs> the tuition is markedly cheaper. Yes, like, it's, it's part of the reason why. I mean, he's going to a great school and having a great experience and getting a very good education. But you know, I was very much in favor of it um, for those reasons, but also because it's so much cheaper. Um, and these are political decisions we've made in this country, and everyone, you know. It, the vast majority of people in this country do not follow politics closely. And the vast majority think that things are happening just because oh, that's the way things are. But these are political decisions. The tuition in our 
particular state at Rutgers has gone up and up and up because state funding has gone down and down and down because we make these political decisions. Right. And it, so it's, it's always the states that are funding their own mm-hmm. university. Has there ever been like a federal funding of these universities? I don't know, but if you look at like the GI Bill, the GI Bill, which is, a, a, you know, after World War II, we made a political decision in the country that it was it was the right thing to do to pay back all of these uh, men and women who... It was like all men. Yeah, there were women, yeah, but yeah. But like, I mean, the GI Bill was 98% white males that got GI Bill coverage. Oh, that's all the country was back then, right? <laughs> I thought it was just oh, all that's white right, men. right, right. Yeah, yeah it was just, just white, white men. men. Yeah. I didn't think there was any black and Latino or women, was there? I don't know. We can research it later. Okay, good. I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, uh, with a whole other topic, but obviously the politics of the New Deal um, were skewed very heavily towards white men who were considered the breadwinners. So yes, you're correct. But so- um, Well, in the GI Bill, I didn't know this until I was researching it, but it didn't actually cover 100% of tuition. It covered like 50 to 80% I know of most tuition. Hmm. So it wasn't, yeah, but, but tuition was like, you know, but tuition. rub two nickels together near your tuition, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the tuition then was when, you know, you'll hit your here people you know, who went to college in the, in the you know, 50s, say, you're like, yeah. why can't, you know, why can't you just pay for your college? Like, I had a part-time job and I paid for college. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write, unfortunately, I'm starting to confuse Twitter with real life, but I remember seeing, someone, was it in our family? Somebody um, had a tuition bill. I forget who it was now. Uh, like I found in an old book and it was like, you know, for like UT Austin or something. And it was like, you know, $70, like for the semester. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, nobody would be talking about free college if it was $70. Right, I mean, you know, it's from like the 50s or whatever. But anyway, so the, but the, the GI Bill, although it didn't cover everything, the idea was that, you know, this is, we have, a, a, we have millions of men coming back from, uh, the Pacific and the Atlantic theaters of war, and they're going to be unemployed. And what, what are we going to do with them? And they've, they've given, you know, their four years of, of life of the you know prime of their, um, what would have been their college years. And so we made a political decision to give back. And but, so but it would have been, you know, they were the age that many people now go to college, but back then people didn't go to college in the numbers they do now, yeah. like the GI bill, was really the beginning of people. Right. Well, and then, yeah, but you're, the, yeah. Proportion. Right. I mean, you're talking about post-World War II and all of a sudden we have a much more international, uh, highly technical um, economy. And so I think also part of the decision was made that like, well, we need to get everyone, um, you know, engineering degrees and we need to figure out, uh, you know, how we're going to um, be this international power now persistently. You know, that's the, the start of the American okay, century. So, so with the GI Bill, like, with, <clears throat> good example of like everybody you know we weren't alive then but like i mean you hear about the gi bill is like everyone thinks that was a good idea sounds Mm -hmm. like it had like pretty popular support then and it was you know it was basically a a Uh oh i don't know i don't think our dog likes the gi bill (laughs) Uh, she didn't get any benefits from it i'm sorry but it was basically a, a targeted public assistance program for just one group, you know, white males who came back from the war. Right. And everyone loved it. Everyone thought it was like a great idea. Right. So isn't that just a, like a, a basically a beta test of free college? 
Uh, yeah, very much so. Absolutely. So why is the, I don't think everyone thinks that free college is a great idea now, though. They don't, and that's and that's because we've, uh, you know, on a much larger, <laughs> pulling the lens back further, we've become a country of individuals. Like there's no there's no real sense of the common good anymore. I mean, it, you know, it sounds horrible to say, but I mean, look at the success of politicians who are obviously incredibly selfish and. Um, are not interested in in the larger public good, and they they succeed. You know, our our uh, uh, current and hopefully soon to be ex president is proof positive of that. Um, well, yeah. so stepping away from like the political side of it, like, what do you think the purpose of a college education is, or like should be? You can't step away from the political. Is it like a like to get job skills? Like, is it exclusively job training? Is it something more, I mean, there, there, you know, are a lot of debates on like the, the ultimate purpose um, of a college education. If we're talking about America, it's, it's job training. I mean, it's, you know, a, a liberal arts degree is obviously, um, I think it's a very important thing because it teaches a person to think and it teaches them to be a, you know, a moral and good person, um, an educated, per, an educated person, a person who understands the world, understands the way the ways and why things work, not just a technical degree, um, but um, I think if you ask any parent in this country, you know, why, why go to college is, you know, so that my son, daughter um, can get an education so they can get a job so that they can sustain themselves so that they can buy a house and they can have a family and be able so to. So it's like an, it's an investment in your future. Right, exactly. Um, but skewing on like your future earning potential, not just your future as right. a thoughtful right. citizen. Right. Um, right. And so, and I want to talk about the reasons like, you know, regular people might be against the idea of free college, but I do want to point out before we do that, that there are 17 states today that offer free tuition for community colleges. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some of those states are surprising, like, like Arkansas and Tennessee are two states that yeah. offer free community college. And there's always like sort of an economic- Don't tell their governors. <laughs> I hope they're not listening to my podcast. Um, <clears throat> there's a, 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 a you know, income income floor to, or income ceiling to New get Jersey, it. New Jersey did. New Jersey has it. New Jersey's part of it. And New Jersey's just started. Yep. Um, I think it was pilot tested a year or two ago and this, this year it's fully in place. Um, but it is in, I think all the cases, maybe not all, but I think nearly all it's like means tested. So it has, you're only eligible if you I love means testing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let's, um, yeah, let's I talk don't, about it. And, and your so, listener, I don't like means testing. It's absolutely so the worst thing here, ever. Like, um, on the reasons why people like might not think free college is a good idea. There's some pushback that's like, you know, our, our focus should be on helping people who can't afford to go to college mm -hmm. afford to go to college not making you know people who already can't afford to college go to college now have a free ride mm -hmm. oh, and, God, it's so and and you look Arr. at like i was just thinking about um in you know our schools like at, uh princeton high school, the princeton school district and cranberry does everybody know where, where we, we live? live um yeah i think so, so okay. i mean we live in new, central new jersey this is like an international podcast. It is so. <laughs> totally, yeah. 
Princeton school district um, and Cranberry, but Princeton they focus on because it was a much bigger deal. And they decided that um, with the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. and everyone having to go to school remotely, that they wanted to make it um, equalize the technology experience for all the kids. Mm-hmm. And I love when you talk that way. To, <laughs> to do that, they decided to invest $2.6 million dollars to buy MacBook Airs and iPads for every kid. Even the rich kids? Even the rich kids. Oh my God, scandalous. Um, and Cranberry did something similar. Um, so, you know, the, it was not means tested. It was, I think purposely not means tested so that there's no pushback from so anyone who doesn't get the benefit and then there's no stigma to getting the benefit. But highly uncontroversial. Right, like, like uh, yeah. I didn't hear any right. controversy I mean, about like why are we spending sure. this money to get I mean, these laptops a, for a, kids who can afford laptops? Right, it's smaller um, scale. You obviously don't have like national press paying attention to it, but yeah. But I, I can't, we can't be the only districts that did that. No, sort of no, and and so allow me to pontificate on on means testing and how much I freaking hate it. So like when during the presidential campaign or the primary rather, um, I think it was like Amy Klobuchar and Pete. Buttigieg egg, um, were very much opposed to the idea of free college because because they kept saying, well, you're not you're going to let rich people, rich people, you're going to you're going to give these rich families, you know, um, free tuition. That's not fair. It, it is fair. So they get free high school. Right. And so but the, the thing that we're missing in this country, again, is this whole idea of, of, of universality. Right. That we're all in this experience together. We're all, you know, we all are Americans. We all have, you know, uh, um, American passports, and we all believe in, in the country. And yeah, blah 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 blah. And so, if you if you section out these these groups, well, these groups get this, and this group gets this. Then people look at it and say, well, why would I? Why would I want to support that? What does that do for me? How does that help me? If you have means testing, it it's exclusionary, right? It doesn't get everyone on board. So you very you have a lot of trouble getting political support for it, right? If I say, well, you know, only people making a certain amount can get free tuition or only people of a certain race or gender can get free tuition, then all the other people are going to be like, well, what the hell? Why, why would I support that? What's that do for me? But if you say, look, everyone has access to this. And this whole idea that like, you know, Bill Gates kids or Jeff Bezos kids are going to be lining up for free tuition is BS. They're not. They're going to go to the most expensive school. They're going to go to the private schools that are going to continue to charge money. Um, well, I'm so, so here's don't interrupt. About that. I, let me finish. My job. Let me finish. <laughs> let me let me just interrupt with one comment and finish. Okay. But um, because I don't want to forget it, um, one thing I I thought of is around that around that idea that like you know there's still going to be people going to private universities, obviously. Obviously, unless you're in Finland, which they don't have. Um, they, Banned private. Well, in America, they'll still be private universities. Right. In which country in this planet has the best educational outcomes? Finland. Finland. Go ahead. Okay. So we're going to have private universities that people will go to. Would free college or have any of the proposals for free college included sort of the idea of treating the free college experience kind of like charter schools are treated today, where the, you know, charter schools are not a public school exactly, but they get public funding, right? So if your kid wanted to go to 
Harvard, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of Rutgers, mm-hmm. that you could take the the tuition allotment that would have been your ride to Rutgers and apply it to Harvard. Has anyone talked about that? Uh, no. No, not a terrible idea, I guess. It just reminds me of like what charter schools do today for yeah. K-12. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting idea. Um, I also think that, um, you know, we've fetishized these private schools. I mean, you, you really think that education you get at Harvard is going to be that much better than you would get at, you know, let's say Rutgers University, Rutgers College. Um, I mean, you know, you're going to get you're going to talk to people who are richer. So that's going to be, and, and you're going to socialize and, and have lifelong relationships with people who've also gone to Harvard, who are also the sons and daughters of, of wealth. And so that's part of it. But, but like, so take, pretend I didn't say Harvard, maybe other random mm-hmm. private school. Like, there's not enough public university space to, you know, to enroll all the kids that want to go to college, right? So you need but, the private universities too. You don't need them. Unless they're all virtual, which I guess. No, I mean, no, but I mean, the thing is, like, if we, if we, going back to the politics, this is why I didn't like interrupting me because I know I've got oh, That was the point, yeah. Why? <laughs> I look, means testing is, is, is one of the big issues. I think it's something you need to get rid of. If this is ever going to get off the ground and you, you're going to offer this to everyone, it needs universality. You need everyone to say, you need the guy who is, um, do, you know, doing relatively well, like, you know, somebody who has their own business and is a Trump supporter. And you need to be able to say to them, well, look, listen, your kid is going to benefit from this too. If your kid wants to go to Rutgers, your tuition is on the state. We're all going to share it. We're all going to share in having your son, daughter get their way through college paid. If you, if you means test it and that guy who, you know, I'm thinking of a bunch of guys in our town who do very well for themselves and who are, you know, they're, but they're, they have their own businesses. And so they support Trump uh, for whatever reason, you know, no judgments. If you say to them like, well, you know what? We have this free tuition set up, but your kid doesn't qualify. Sorry. You know, they're not going to want to support it. But if you say, look, everyone gets this. Everyone, this, you, this is your right as an American citizen. You get this. Then it will get support. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to, to point out that that means testing is, it, it's, it, frustrates me endlessly because it, it, it's not only, not only does it politically, uh, um, it, it's tone deaf politically, but it's also, it's also, it, it's a way to make it difficult to access these programs, right? Like it make it, they make it very hard. It's like you, instead of just being born it, like social security or Medicare, instead of just, you get this because you, you, you are a citizen and you work. <clears throat> I mean, those programs would never as new programs today. Why? That's the problem. Like that conversation needs to change. That conversation needs to change. Yeah, and it's a good example of how it just, you know, as people get used to a benefit, they don't even think of it as a benefit. Of course they don't. Of course they don't. My life, right? Right. But if 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 we all of a sudden said like, you know, oh, you can't qualify for Medicare or for Social Security, if we we start applying means testing to that, people would it would become controversial and people would not want it. But because it's universal, because everyone has the right to do it or have it, um, it, it becomes easier to, to sell. And so with means testing, it, it becomes 
um, you know, they make it very difficult and you have to prove to the state or whatever entity it is that you, that you do actually qualify for these things. And so you spend so much time and energy, um, you know, proving that you, you deserve this thing. It's like the, um, it's like Obamacare, right? With Obamacare, um, you know, it, it was, and when Obamacare first came out, I worked in a, in a, in a public hospital with a lot of, um, you know, the vast majority of my patients were, um, Medicaid and, and Medicare, uh, mostly Medicaid. And a lot of them, um, not a lot, but a, a fair number of patients that I would see in, in my clinics there who would, would start to get jobs, right? Where they're making, I don't know, 25,000 a year, all of a sudden they couldn't get their Medicaid anymore and they had to go into this Obamacare program. Um, and it became so prohibitively expensive for them that it was easier for them to lose their job and go back into being in poverty, I mean, they, always, they still were in poverty even in being 25 grand a year, but it was easier for them to- <clears throat> Meet the technical definition of poverty. Which right, is, exactly. Which is what, but but it, it, was, it was easy for them to go back on Medicaid because Medicaid is just like, oh, well, you don't need to prove the X, Y, and Z. You just, you get it because you're very poor. <laughs> and so, it, you know, that to me stuck in my mind as something that, you know, it's demonstrative of how these means testing programs are just really difficult and they're actually they discourage people from taking advantage of these things and they become unpopular like people don't really people in my experience don't really like obamacare because it was so difficult to prove your worth and it was just not working i, I just i thought everyone loved obamacare as much as they loved their private insurance. exactly yeah no <laughs> so. not true not true uh, okay so good segue into one the many reasons why regular people, other parents, other like kids that are you know, looking to decide how they're gonna deal with going to college or not going to college. And people who are not in either of those categories, right? For who kids are, you know, don't have kids or kids are like long ago past that point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why they might oppose the idea of, of free college and uh, the first thing that I thought of is, you know, people say like, listen, like nothing is free, right? Like, so if it's free, like we're all, we're all paying for it. And I don't want to pay for other people's education. Um, yeah. So that is a really, you know, you don't want me to pontificate on this, but that's a larger societal issue. I mean, well, that, that's the K through 12 education evolution, right? Oh. <clears throat> you know, and, and, you know, I guess to, to my previous point, if people just get used to the way things are and they're like, that's how it is. Like, yeah, people complain about their school taxes, but nobody's like, I shouldn't pay school taxes. Right. Um, right. And that's a whole other topic. I mean, I don't think it should be based on school taxes. That's why you've got, I mean, we live. I mean, you know, funding, people don't say like, oh, we shouldn't be funding elementary and high schools. Like, that's not my job. Right. People don't say that. Right. Um, then another reason to oppose it is to say like, you know, people selfishly will look at their own experience and be like, well, I paid for college. Like, why can't you right. pay for yeah, college? Yeah, that's, that's the right. thing that, right, of course. I mean, especially if you're, you know, if you're like over 70, <laughs> you're like, right. wait a minute, well, I paid for my college. And remember your college at that point probably cost, uh, you know, yeah. little enough that right. you can have a part-time job and right. your tuition. Proportionally, yeah, absolutely. And that's just, that's just pure selfishness. Um, or, uh, along that same um, line of opposition, like more um, 
people who went to college more recently might have big debts from going to college. And they're like, they do. Wait, why, you know, why should people now go for free when I have, you know, I have, what if you have like a hundred thousand or more dollars in debt? Uh, so, so the whole conversation is uh, free college and forgive college. Well, then you have that. Oh, like, wait, I already paid off my loans. And now, now everyone's you know? like, there's, you know, you can just like keep peeling the onion on that. You know, there's, there's reasons. For uh, yeah. But you need to, uh, you know, and this is why we've got such, we're so stuck. We, we have political leaders who are cowardly and who will not take the bold positions on this and say, look, just because you paid for college back in 1960, um, you know, doesn't mean that now we shouldn't offer benefits to the younger generation. Right. Or you paid for college in 2018. I mean, yeah. um, and it's, it's part of, I think, the larger sort of bootstrap argument. That, yeah. Like, you know, it, like you were saying, like individual individualism has trumped um universality absolutely nice nice turn of phrase there yeah thanks uh, uh but even, but even before trump and now after trump it still continues and it's worsening i mean it's a whole sort of neoliberal project where we've gotten rid of the state except for um the military um and we um basically put the onus on everything else upon the individual and if you uh, if you make it so that it's just the individual taking care of themselves and why, why would they want to help the guy down the road. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, and military colleges are free. Sure. Speaking of things that are free already. Sure. So, um, uh, so kids can get scholarships now or need-based grants. Like, basically, it's fine. There's already avenues to, to get your college paid for. What about that argument? Uh, have you? Well, you haven't. But in those grants and the, um, the means testing for those grants first of all those grants shrink and shrink and shrink um get smaller every year um they're they're very difficult to to get the application process is onerous um and again the the means testing is ridiculous like you know um kamala harris kamala harris had a um a, a plan you know back in the very early days of, of the primary where she um uh was that for college? I mean, oh, that was for small business loans. But it was just some ridiculous means testing thing where you had to jump through all these hoops to get the benefit, which is the same way it is with Pell Grants now and with, um, yeah, I mean, with Pell Grants, it's just very, very difficult. They make it very onerous. Um, so the, the monies are, are not just sitting there. You have to really uh, bend over backwards and, yeah. and, and um, yeah. But I mean, you can make the argument that like, yeah you should be bending over backwards to find these things if you really want to go. Um, and scholarships, uh, you know, scholarships are available, but scholarships are like their own form of elitism too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the only kids that are going to get a scholarship have to be the top, top, top of whatever they're trying to get the scholarship in, right. right. a sport or academically or whatever. Like, so unless you want college to only be accessible financially to people who are either just, uh, you know, wealthy enough to afford going or so exceptional in one area that they get, yeah. they get a, you know, a ride that allows them to go. You're leaving like, you know, the, the kids who have potential, like 
you know, regular kids, mm-hmm. like out of, out of the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just, they don't have the opportunity to go. Yeah. 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 You know, a, a regular rich kid can go. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, another argument, I think this is probably the argument that, um, needs the most discussion by not us, but like people who make policies. Like why, like why can we just make college less expensive? Why is it so expensive to go to college now? Like why is it yeah, going up so you know, much? When you asked me to 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 be on this podcast too, that's the one the one thing I don't really understand. I mean I understand why state schools um the costs are going up is because of the state funding has gone down, unfortunately. I, I know that's a big part of it, but I don't know why that trickles down to private schools. I really don't, I don't really understand. I mean, there's a lot of inflationary considerations. And I know that um, with some schools, people talk about uh, the big, you know, athletic programs that are in- insanely expensive. Um, it's also, I mean, the campuses are, have gotten just to be more luxury environments than they I don't, I, I, I don't, I think that's something that people focus on, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know. I don't think like, you know, that they're, that they have, you know, measurably more high paid highly paid professors or you know educational no, staff. No, like, no, it's the opposite, like right? There's, there's a whole other topic on that. And like right. You know, I mean everyone is adjunct. I mean, you know, you, you hear endlessly about like I do, my things that I listen and I read, you hear endlessly about people who go and they get their PhD. Like like there's a couple of podcasts that I listen to who are guys who have PhDs in history and who cannot get a teaching job and so they end up just doing podcasts and they you know they, they do a couple of adjunct um teaching positions but they you know they have freaking phds in, in american history and they they can't find work as, as college professors so that it's, it's this really absurd um disconnect where you've got colleges you know charging more and more and more intuition but the the faculty are, are not receiving any, any of the benefits and the actual teaching is not getting done it's very sad. And then the, the last um, argument against it, and I think an important one that I want to bring up is something you brought up in the beginning, like, you know, um, alternatives to college, right? Like, you know, say you're, you don't want to go to college mm-hmm. uh, or your kid, your kid doesn't want to go to college. They want to go to some sort of trade school or do, you know, do some kind of further education that's not college. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make sure that, is covered under this idea of free college. I, you know, I think that um, <laughs> we need a political revolution in this country, and that's something that should be addressed as well. I mean, there should be um, there should be a, um, um, what's we're looking for? Not internship um, apprenticeships that should be you know uh, uh, supported with federal money. I mean, this is what they do in Germany. This is why you know in Germany you have that you know they still build things in germany right they still make products and you know some of the world's finest cars right are german cars because they have some of the world's best mechanics because the, the kids who have an aptitude or desire to go do that can go and do that because they get money and they get support from the state to go into an apprenticeship and be, become a mechanic and they're not just like you know You know, we call them grease monkeys or whatever in this country. They're not just some guy who, like, is making, you know, barely making money to support his family. They they are able to have a very good, high quality of life. They're paid very well because they've gone through this apprenticeship program, which really, you know, professionalizes what they do and respects it. And, you know, which is what 
we don't do enough of in this country anymore and, and we really should be doing it and not just for mechanics but for all sorts of different things you know all sorts mm -hmm. of um, you know from from being a brewmaster to 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 you know i think your mom um before she immigrated to america um after world war ii in germany was going to be uh, an apprentice at a, as a shopkeeper right yeah she was in like a retail apprentice. right like at a re can you imagine can you imagine <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> kind of thing just does not exist here you know we we pay high school kids 11 dollars an hour to go and work in store and yeah, it's called working at tj maxx right? right exactly exactly i mean no i'm not trying to throw shade on them but it's like we just don't do it um we just think that you know these things are disposable and that you know, these people shouldn't <clears throat> i don't know I, well, and the the idea that everyone should aspire to a a four-year college education i think it's like flawed i think that's you know i don't know why that became that's right the narrative but i, I not think enough people uh, that's you know if you talk about the evolution of education, then, you know, what's the next step? Everyone needs a master's degree, which you start to hear now in, in professional areas that like a four-year college degree is not enough to right. get where you need to be. You need, you need people, extra schooling. Not enough people have watched uh, Caddyshack. <laughs> really? Not enough people have watched Caddyshack. <laughs> oh, not enough of the, you know, younger generation. <laughs> the world needs ditch diggers too, right? All right. Yeah. So, um, so I think we solved free college. I don't know if you're on board. I think you still think means testing is a good idea. Uh, no, no, I, um, I actually don't know where I, so, okay. I stand with the slogan free college. I think it's a good aspirational idea. I don't know how it executed. And of course, you know, like I always want to get into the details of how <coughs> something would get executed. So. Tax rich people and yeah. execute the rich. Oh wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tax rich Different people. use of the word execution. Okay. Right? Yeah. Tax yeah. the wealthy. Tax the wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. The devil is always in the details. But I support the idea. Tax the wealthy. Sure. Reduce spending on unnecessary, absurd military. I uh, wish this idea would come into place like before all our kids get their college. It's not going to happen. But, <clears throat> but um, um, you know, I'm not going to let my the fact that we won't benefit from that stop me from supporting it when it probably becomes a thing right in and, 15 and years if i could just make one overarching summation of my theory my theory if my feeling is that everyone in this country benefits if everyone else has a good chance has a good education it has a career that they enjoy you know their their children are healthy they can live where they want to live. They can live how they want to live. Everyone benefits from that. And, and keeping people, you know, restricting them from being able to get their education that they want and from, from aspiring and, and becoming whomever they want, it, it, it doesn't do anyone any good. Well, um, Matt, you've been a good guest. I feel like maybe I should seek you out more often. Well, thank you very much. To be a guest I appreciate on, it. On, on this podcast. I have very strong opinions on everything. <laughs> Some of them are unpopular, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't have any opinions on like reality TV or Instagram. Yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go elsewhere for yeah. that. Uh, so listeners, if you have an opinion you want to share with us about free college or, or anything you want us uh, and us to ask, because maybe I'll have Matt come on again to do more discussions, or just me, um, you can reach out to me at unpopularopinionswithheather at gmail.com. Or if you're listening on Anchor, you can actually leave uh, a voice memo 
So if you have like mini, mini solo podcast to send me a message. Can I give out my cell number? <laughs> no PII on this program. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone. I will uh, talk with you next time. Bye.